AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. And anytime you get down here, you have to be alert for Justin Fields' yes. legs. They can be lethal in the red zone. Trent Taylor in motion. There, there is Fields in his legs. Dances outside. Stretches. Touchdown, Justin Fields. Williams keeps on the quarterback counter. Gets the first down, still on his feet. The magic man pulls out the magic wand. Touchdown, Sooners. All right, third and six. And many of the 30-yard line. Jones got hit by Granderson and intercepted on the ricochet. That's Matthew for six. It's a pick six. 26-yard return. Quarterback draw. The C's part. There goes Daniels again. He's looking for the end zone. Touchdown. May the clap. He'll move the pocket to the right. Drake will keep it. And score. How about that? May turn the corner and then kind of had enough momentum built in his run, Tim, to fall into the end zone. And Luca has got nine rebounds, four steals, 11 assists, and 38 points. One rebound away from a triple-double. Irving. Allen sticking right with him. Kyrie. Dacic. Open three. Vanille right there. That's over 41 points. Biggest lead. Doncic with another beauty from distance. Arizona up by three, 45 to go. From the corner, got it! Jalen Wells! His confidence is sky high. And he gets it, one point lead for the visiting Washington State Cougars. And here's Love, six seconds left on the clock. He slips, they call a travel, a turnover by Arizona. 2.7 seconds to go. Arizona down by three. No timeout. Here we go. Last chance. Trying to stay perfect on their home court. Here's Boswell running out of time. Love gets it off. Off the front of the rim. And the Cougars hold on. The biggest win of Kyle Smith's head coaching career at Washington State. Two-point game. 2.4 to play here in overtime. Arizona State at the rim. Phillips had a good look and it's no good. Washington survives here in Tempe in overtime. Coach Bobby Hurley drew up a beautiful play for the seven-footer. Point-blank look and it didn't go in. Well, that's why they were within one at 22-21 early was the turnovers that Purdue had given up as Edie puts it in. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports zone guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Friday, February 23rd edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone. Right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. The Bears 
Should they trade Dustin Fields and draft Caleb Williams? The Patriots, should they move on from Mac Jones and draft a quarterback? The Suns, what is their biggest issue? The U of A, Tommy Lloyd, was he outcoached again? ASU, what has been most most frustrating watching the Sun Devils this year? Meanwhile, from the National Roundup, Purdue destroys Rutgers. And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 10.15 or so, we'll go around the NFL with Eric Edholm from NFL Media. 10.30, it'll be interactive action at 602-260-1060. Also, some bottom line from today's pipeline questions and some local roundup stuff, the basketball roundup from last night. Meanwhile, the final segment of the sports zone will be the national roundup. That'll be topped by From the Scoreboard, Rip from the Headlines, and From the Grapevine. Heard through the grapevine is what I'm supposed to say there. So I did it the second time. And uh, then after the sports zone, from 11 to 1 o'clock, it'll be the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Right now, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. We start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and select Caleb Williams with the first pick of the NFL draft? Kayla is here and has the early returns. Yes, out in front, 67% of the vote, no trailing at 33%. The Bears have not publicly commented, but there is escalating speculation that Fields will be dealt. Uh, either you know his hometown Falcons and the Steelers seem to be most mentioned as trade possibilities by the national media. Meanwhile, today's ex-poll question: Will the Patriots? Excuse me. Should the Patriots move on from Mac Jones and draft a quarterback with the third selection of the first round? And once again, Kayla has the early returns. Uh, yes, leading the way at 100% of the vote. This is over on X at KDOS AM 1060. Okay, apparently the Jones family has not chimed in yet. Uh, Jones has been the primary Patriots starting quarterback for the first three seasons of his NFL career. Meanwhile, on the local front, many of the Suns' season-long issues did not disappear during the All-Star break. Defense, turnovers, and intensity – resurfaced much of the night last night in the 123 to 113 loss at Dallas. What is the Suns' biggest issue? Meanwhile, the U of A no longer leads the Pac-12. Tommy Lloyd's team has now lost both games this season to Washington State's Kyle Smith, and they also lost two straight years in Tucson to Washington State and Kyle Smith, even though Washington State has completely different team than a year ago but they won last year in Tucson they won last night in Tucson question is was the U of A's Tommy Lloyd out coached by Kyle Smith again last night meanwhile ASU and Washington lived down to the billing uh two mediocre at best teams that was on full display uh during the Huskies 84-82 overtime victory Don't be surprised by the score. Don't be surprised by overtime. It was a horrendously played basketball game by two not good teams. What has been most frustrating about ASU's 13 and 14 season to date? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. 
Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060. Or you can tweet the show at KDUS. Uh, I'll I'll learn this at some point. I Trust me. Actually, don't trust me. Just hope that I learn it. Uh, At x.com slash KDUSAM1060. Okay. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad like I was in that last alleged sentence, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we have a news update. That'll be followed by around the NFL, a lot of combine and uh, draft talk with Eric Edholm from NFL Media. Once again, at the bottom of the hour to be phone call time, general discussion, excellent phone call participation yesterday. Let's let's keep that going if you can. Uh, We appreciate that. Uh, 602-260-1060. Also, some bottom line answers from the pipeline questions that you just heard at the bottom of the hour. And then time pending, we'll get into some of the local roundup top by Suns, Mavs, U of A, Washington State, and ASU and Washington. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. Check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2. That's right, HD Radio on 100.7 channel number two. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle Lux HD2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. The NFL expanding the regular season. I have noticed one thing the last couple of years. That means uh, even shorter off season. Roughly two weeks after the Super Bowl, the scouting combine is next week in Indianapolis. Out to the KDUS hotline we go to go around the NFL. We're now joined the sports zone by Eric Edholm of NFL Media. Eric, always good to have you on the show. Uh, one of our poll questions today is: Should the Bears trade Justin Fields and select Caleb uh, Caleb Williams with the uh, First pick of the draft. Um, I want to break this down a little bit. Uh, you know, as far as you know, more than just the one question here. Um, let, let's start with this. What do you think would be? Uh, actually, let me rephrase this. Who should be the best trade partner? Who do you think is the best trade partner for the Bears with Justin Fields if they do trade him? Yeah, I think there are three teams that, at least to me, kind of kind of stand out as, as strong possibilities. Uh, one would be the Atlanta Falcons. You know, he's a Georgia kid, so there's a nice little regional uh, element to it. But more than that, I mean, just kind of the setup of the offense. A good, really good run-blocking offensive line. Um, you know, they take B. John Robinson last year, Drake London the year before, Kyle Pitts. You know, they've had some – uh, they have some nice weapons there, but they haven't been able to put it all together. And, you know, I think Fields is just a more advanced player right now than, than what we saw out of Desmond Ritter. Maybe not a massive step up, but an improvement. And, you know, you 
that you sort of put him in that spot on a turf field, and I think it looks pretty good. Strong defense, you know, winnable division. It's a nice spot. We've heard Pittsburgh as a possibility. You know, Mike Tomlin's supposedly enamored with fields and, you know, as somebody who could come in and, you know, I guess you'd say compete with Kenny Pickett, although, you know, if you trade for a quarterback and, and likely have to give up multiple picks to do so, not first-rounders, but, but multiple picks, I would guess. Um, you know, you'd imagine who, who the favorite might be at that point uh, based on what we've seen from Pickett and, and Fields to this point. You know, another team that can – you know, it has multiple weapons, and I think a pretty good setup there as well, improved offensive line. Um, New England Patriots, I think, have to be on the list just because they don't have one right now, um, at least not a realistic option. You know, we saw Mac Jones and, and Bailey Zappi last year. I suspect that with a, with a coaching change and plenty of assets, they're going to pursue a quarterback. It could be through the draft, but – you know, if they're not enamored with the, the, the possibility of picking third and, and maybe having to choose Jaden Daniels over, you know, either Caleb Williams or Drake May, you know, they might just say, hey, let's, let's go that route and maybe consider Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three or trading out of that spot to a quarterback needy team like the Giants or whoever. So, you know, there's, there, there are a number of other teams that could be in the mix, but I think those are the three that kind of make the most sense to me. Okay, so let's take this a step further. Do you think that they actually should trade Justin Fields? I mean, it, from a financial standpoint, it makes sense. And if the Bears don't have conviction that, that Fields is going to lead them to a Super Bowl, with all the assets they have, right? I mean, they're in an unusual situation right now where, you know, the, the pick that they got for uh, trading number one ended up being number one. And, you know, it just doesn't happen. I just don't know if you can picture Ryan Poles passing on a quarterback with the top spot two years in a row. We always talk about GMs and, you know, it's almost like athletic directors with, with college coaches, you know, like GMs want their quarterback. I'm obviously, if you inherit a great quarterback, you're not going to try to run them off, but you know, I think fields is in that, that nether region in between, you know, replaceable and pro bowl. Like, I mean, he's, he's good enough to start and, and had them, kind of rolling for a little bit once he got back into the lineup last year. But, you know, losing twice to Green Bay, finishing the season on a down note, inheriting this incredible pick and having another choice at number nine. I mean, you can set up the franchise for, for the next decade if you get this pick right. And, you know, save yourself salary-wise, too, because Fields is extension eligible this offseason. They're going to make a decision on his uh, fifth-year option one way or the other, I would assume. So, you know, it just – it makes sense that this is the time to do it, especially in a more quarterback-rich draft, even as well as C.J. Stroud played a year ago. I think if, you know, if, if people were honest with you in the NFL, they would say this is a, a better crop of quarterbacks than what we had in last year's draft. So, if the Bears do trade him, I've never understood this this draft trade, you know, the trade chart and so forth. You had to help me with that. But what, what would they, what should they expect to get in return for Justin Fields? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think you could see a day two pick this year and then a conditional pick in, in 2025 based on how he plays, you know, number of starts, touchdown passes, however you want to, you know, sort of work the trade to your favor touchdowns accounted for what have you percentage of playing time we've seen it in different ways but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would – if I had to guess, that's that's probably what it's going to be. It's not going to be a first-round pick. You know, there, you have to – you're basically taking fields on for a year and then deciding whether you're going to pay him. You know, that comes with opportunity but also risk, too. What if he's not the guy? What if you – decide he isn't going to, you know, going to be your future franchise quarterback. So teams will, I think, lowball the Bears, but there are enough teams involved to where it should be a fairly solid haul. The Bears don't have a second-round pick. I know they badly want to get one. I don't know if they will get a high second-rounder for Fields, so it depends on the team that's there and, you know, what the offers are. But I, if I had to guess, I would say two day three picks, the second one being a condition, conditional. Okay, so day let's two, say they trade. Not day three, yeah. Okay, so if they trade him, uh, let's say that they draft a quarterback with a number one pick, who should be the quarterback of their choice? Who should they pick? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. You have a kind of an unusual circumstance. First of all, you know, just sort of taking straw poll. You know, I was down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and you know, I'm, I'm making a lot of calls this week, prepping for, for the combine next week, and – Mm-hmm. You know, you ask people with other teams, like, you know, even the ones who aren't in the running to draft the quarterback this year and might be willing to be a little bit more honest with you and stuff. But, you know, I don't know that there's a – like, if, I think if you were to ask 20 decision makers, who would they take between uh, Williams and May, and I guess even throwing Jaden Daniels in that, in that as well – uh, I'm sure there's maybe a little bit of local interest, obviously, from his ASU days, but I don't know right. that Daniels would, would get any picks. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't heard one yet. I don't know that it's slanted as much toward Williams as a lot of these mock drafts would have you believe. All that ultimately matters would be the Bears and Ryan Poles and, and their scouting staff. And, you know, they may view it differently than, than other teams. They may be in the minority. They may be with the prevailing thought. Um, I would still guess there are probably more people who are, if not infatuated with Williams, fascinated by him and what he could bring. I mean, you know, the, the comparisons you hear are often to Patrick Mahomes, and I think there is some, some overlap to their games. I mean, I also think that Mahomes wasn't yet Mahomes when he, when he left Texas Tech. And, you know, there, there was plenty of scary-looking tape from college, and theoretically Williams' tape is – better than what we saw from Mahomes on the whole uh, I don't know I mean it's he, he's a fascinating prospect I wish he'd have played a little bit more consistently this year but when you think about the constraints what he had to deal with a, a bad defense an offensive line that that wasn't pass protecting well you know and and feeling the pressure of having to score 45 points a week to, just to give themselves a chance to win it helped contextualize his performance a little bit. It wasn't bad. I mean, you know, and the same with May, too. I think he finished a little bit on a down note last year. Won't be held terribly against him. Ultimately, they're trying to figure out his pro potential. But there are some people who think, man, this this kid could be special. It's almost like the debate we had with, you know, with, with Herbert and Tua and that class. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Burrow was in the same group, too. I mean, it was – you know, it was, it was an unusual year, and I think we're going to have some of the same types of debates this year. And, you know, it, it may not be a, a wrong choice, so to speak, uh, if, if all three guys play the way is that, that, that those three have. Talking with Eric Edholm from NFL Media. So how do you break those three quarterbacks down? 
yeah, Jaden might be the guy who can step in right away and have success because of his running ability. And, you know, the other two can, can obviously scramble as well. But I think you'd call them more pass-first quarterbacks. But, you know, even though Daniels isn't the, the most precise passer out there, he made big strides in that regard. You know, it's nice to have elite wide receiver talent, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr. And, you know, I mean, they had speed and, and yard, yards after the catch ability. Um, you know, great, great offensive situation. A lot like Williams, too, in the sense that LSU's defense often put him in big holes and they had to come back. I mean, you know, watch the second half of the Missouri tape. It was unbelievable. You know, that's a good – that's a top 25 defense right there. So, you know, he really carried the team this year in so many ways. I think, again, he he might be able to have some immediate success and have like a, a baseline because of what he can do with his legs and – it's not Lamar Jackson, but, you know, there are shades of it where, where he can pull a rabbit out of his hat and convert first downs and also throw effectively. So, you know, what the plan is for him would be, will be fascinating. Um, maybe a team wants to wait a little bit like Mahomes or, you know, like one of these, like Lamar, for instance, you know, he had to wait till midway through his, his first year to, to really get in there and get consistent playing time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the team that drafts Caleb Williams and Drake May, I think are going to assume he's a, a, a week one starter, you know, barring injury, barring some kind of setback. And with May, you're looking at more of a Justin Herbert type kind of body uh, and maybe a game that's similar to that. I would say he plays with a little more reckless abandon at times. I'd like to see that decision-making improve a little bit. But the, the natural athletic ability he has is rare. I mean, you just look at his DNA. His whole family played at college sports. And, you know, he's, he's got, you know, baseball and basketball in his background. And, um, you know, truly an unusual player who can throw from all con- kinds of platforms and can have a lot of success. And, you know, Williams, a lot of sacks in college. Some were on him. Some were on the protection or the play call. It was an offense that – you know, had its flaws, it drawbacks as far as, you know, very few safety outlets. I mean, they really didn't have much in the way of a check down game. So when the pressure was on, they just basically said, okay, Caleb, make something happen. And oftentimes he did. He can, he can whip that ball. He can throw on the run. He can do some special things out there. But, you know, you also want to see somebody who will cut down on the fumbles, cut down on the sacks. Um, not play as much hero ball. And I think in the NFL with the right coaching, he can do that. And, you know, he'll understand that going in. Okay. So speaking of what you want to see, what do you want to see from those three quarterbacks at the combine next week? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them may opt not to throw every year. It feels like there's at least one quarterback who, who sits out. I don't know what the plan is. I haven't heard much about that. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is that Caleb doesn't have a, an agent right now, neither does Marvin Harrison Jr. that I'm aware of. He might. I mean, I'm, you know, he might have somebody who's uh, negotiating or, you know, working on his contract. But, um, you know, as far as making decisions on these things, you know, maybe it's left to the, the player and they just decide, okay, I'm going to throw or not. Combine throwing sessions to me are not all that important, but – being live in the stadium last year as I was for the first time, I'd always watched it on TV. I'd never seen it in person. You do get to see the ball. It, 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 I mean, it, there is something to the eye test and seeing the passes up close and, and kind of hearing the throws. It's eerily quiet in there, too. And, you know, hearing the ball kind of whistle through the air, it gives you an idea of, 
uh, of what kind of passes these guys throw and how many RPMs they can they can generate and you know how tight their throws are things like that you know but it's mostly about footwork touch feel you know just as long as they can make most of the throws I'm not too worried about accuracy with the receiver that they met 10 minutes ago that sort of thing I mean if you sort of keep it within a reasonable range and aren't spraying the ball, <laughs> you know, five yards out of bounds, then uh, most of these guys think you can chalk up as a successful week. Uh, who is the fourth quarterback, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I if I had to guess who will be drafted fourth, I'd say J.J. McCarthy. But, you know, and – this isn't meant to be a knock on Michael Penix or Bo Nix or, or Tyler, or I mean, Michael Pratt from Tulane or, you know, any of the quarterbacks who were down at the senior bowl, they all had at least one solid day or, you know, or, or good performance overall. Spencer Rattler was pretty good down there too, but I think McCarthy was able to make gains by not participating in the senior bowl. I mean, he's got a small sample size as far as throws go. I mean, you're not, you know, this is a Michigan team that ran the ball 30 straight plays one game this this year. They were predicated on overpowering people. They didn't ask McCarthy to make a ton of plays. But when they had to, and, you know, there were times when he did, third downs, fourth quarters, he sort of had that, that clutch gene, whatever you want to – whatever value you want to place on that. So there's a bit of a mystery around him right now. Um you know, obviously Jim Harbaugh is sort of going on the record as saying that he's the best Michigan quarterback ever, right? Better than him, better than Brady, <laughs> better than, you know, all the other NFL guys. But I I think there are enough teams, whether it's the Broncos or the Raiders or, you know, that, that second wave of teams that are looking for a quarterback, a second wave of the draft, I should say. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up going pretty darn high and, there might even be a scenario where he goes ahead of Daniels, really. I mean, I don't – you know, we're – it's still early. I don't – I always tell people, don't start writing your mocks in ink yet, right? This is, this is still a time when, uh, when, when a lot can change. Okay, one last thing on the quarterbacks, or one last thing, period, here. I didn't actually anticipate, anticipate this to be an entire quarterback thing, but that's what it's turned out to be. That's fine. Uh, Michael Penix. <laughs> Uh, his season-ending injuries when he was in Indiana, is, is that of a concern for some NFL teams? Oh, absolutely. And the Combine's where we get to find out a lot about him, right? I mean, he, he even had the ankle <clears> – <throat> excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> even had the ankle injury in the national championship game. And there's this, you know, I mean, body of work that suggests that, you know, two shoulder injuries, two ACLs, you know, a bunch of other stuff along the way. I think his back tightened up at one point. That, that's a, a long medical record right there that has to be gone through. And, you know, some teams may decide to put him on their subboard. Some teams may take him off their board altogether. You know, there's probably going to be one of those little red pluses by his name on most draft boards, which is medical risk, injury risk. You know, teams do it differently. But, yeah, I mean, his – last two seasons and you've seen him sling the ball I mean you know what tell me he doesn't remind you a little bit of Michael Vick throwing the ball lefty you know just yeah. that sidearm kind of sling that he does he's not Vick as a runner but you know it's it's hard not to get a little fascinated by what his potential is I mean he might have the best 
pure arm talent in this class, you could argue. So there's a lot to like about him. Got to the national championship game, played well this, this year, beat Bo Nix three times in his career. I mean, the question is, you know, the age is – he's about the same age as Joe Burrow coming out. That shouldn't be a massive issue. It really comes down to the injury factor and, and how he how he tests uh, behind the curtains. His deep ball reminds me of Warren Moon. I didn't think I'd ever say that about anybody. So that's right. pretty – pretty. yeah, that's about the biggest compliment I can come up with as far as uh, his deep ball. Yeah, and that's, All right. you know, that's the kind Go of ahead. player that he might have to become, you know, just a guy yeah. who sits back and peppers people all day and gets rid of it quickly. He's good at that. If he has an offensive line, I wouldn't want to be a defense. That would be that would be painful. Right. All right, Eric. All right, Eric. I appreciate it as always. I'm sure we'll be checking back. Thanks as always. This has been great. Have a great day. You too, Eric. At home, NFL media, excellent stuff there. Uh, the combine starts next week. As I mentioned, it's uh, this tight NFL window we have these days with the you know, regular season having an extra week and so forth kind of creeped up on me a little bit. I didn't even realize until like Tuesday that the combine was next week. And I went, oh my God, that's coming up quickly. So there we did. We we covered it. Uh, next segment, phone call time. 602-260-1060. Also some bottom line answers from today's pipeline. And uh, time pending some local roundup stuff. If we don't get to Suns, ASU, and the U of A from last night in the next segment, we'll definitely do that during the Extra Point hosted by Kayla from 11 to 1 o'clock. Right now, you're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. AM 1060 into your home with Alexa. Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KDUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open the KDUS AM 1060. This is where I start my day. It's time for today's local roundup. All right, welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle HD 2 100.7. I'm going to kind of forego the. Uh, Bottom line answers uh, for the uh, basketball questions. We'll get to those in, during the extra point hosted by Kayla. The poll questions, though, I want to make sure I repeat these, and we will answer these questions during the noon hour in the extra point hosted by Kayla. Uh, the KDUS1060.com poll question today is, what did I do with it? Uh, it's uh, Caleb Williams. Uh, should, the, uh, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams with the first pick of the draft? And also the Twitter poll question, should the Patriots move on from Mac Jones and draft a quarterback with the third pick of the draft? All right, we got people on hold here. I want to make sure I get to them. And uh, Bill and Surprise, hi, Bill. Hi, buddy. Uh, the answer the question is quickly, yes to both. The Bears should trade uh, their quarterback for Williams. And uh, what was the other one? He's got brain fade here. The other one is Mac Jones. So the Patriots move on Mac from Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't impress me at all. So, but what, what will the Patriots? You know, who's left? So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I would get rid of both of them. So, other than that, I'm thinking baseball right now. That's, I know. Okay. It's about this, you know, the draft is about to start, and I'm just so curious about the D-backs. Uh, what you okay. know, where they're gonna, what, what they're going to do this year. 
What are you most They're curious rocking, about regarding the Diamondbacks? The starting pitching. Uh, that's my big issue uh, with them. You know, I mean, if they can make a little bit of an improvement in their starting pitching, it, it would be enough. But what an exciting year last year. Uh, you know, and again, I'm looking forward to it. So. Well, they paid you, for Eduardo Rodriguez. You like Eduardo Rodriguez? They paid for him, so they obviously think he's going to be the guy, and Brandon Fott would then slide into that four-starter role, which is seemingly a better thing for him than maybe being counted on as the third starter. Yeah, it's, you know, it's what what is Major League pitching, starting pitching now? They're four or five innings, and then you need really strong middle relievers, and you need a closer. And I, and I think they're okay on the second and third thing. I'm just hoping that they can get enough starting pitching to go four or five innings. And uh, okay, they okay. made a, they made a move, and I'm curious. That's all. I'm curious. I just you know. I, I think you bring uh, up a really good point though about the middle relief. Uh, I think there's questions out there. You basically, who pitches the sixth and seventh innings if the closure if the uh, starter only goes five? Uh, you know, because Ginkle yep. seems to have the eighth. And uh, obviously, you know, Seawald has the ninth, at least to start the season, and hopefully he's as good as he was last season in Arizona. He wasn't always that good in Seattle, by the way, but obviously he was tremendous for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, I'm like, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And, you know, it could be another exciting year, so I'm going to stay yeah. positive about this. My Mets, my Mets are not positive. Well, Singa's already hurt. I mean, you know, there's, you know they're yeah. one starting pitcher that they could supposedly rely on. He's not going to start the regular season. He just started on the injured list. So, not a good start yeah, to, uh, the spring. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not a good start to spring yeah. training for them. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, all the pitchers that they tried to get, and uh, nothing ever happened. So, they wanted to spend, I think. So, I think they're two, three years away from being really competitive. So, that's okay. all. I'm, I'm a sounds, sounds... right now, you know. In fact, I'm going to buy another shirt today. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. Okay, good okay, stuff. Buddy. Good hearing good hearing from you, Bill. Thank you. Matt Thank in you. Phoenix knows something about the Mets, and uh, Matt's up next. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Bob, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Uh, sorry. About I was going to get a hold of you. I was going to get a hold of you over the weekend here. I have a note to do that, and because uh, I was concerned about you. You okay? Yeah. It, no, everything's been great. Just uh, that that okay. old employment okay. thing's been busy. So, um, well, geez, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. So, quite, quite an um, obstacle there. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll answer the poll questions. Yes and yes as well. Um, I think the big thing for the Bears is resetting the clock. Uh, on a quarterback and not having to pay a guy for four or five years, um, trying to build around said quarterback. So um, I think their roster is filling out fairly nicely. Um, but I, I don't think Fields is that guy that I want to commit money to here in, in a year or two. So uh, Mac Jones, I think, is awful. And um, – uh, I think you have to draft a quarterback if you're the Patriots. I do want to talk a little baseball, not not the M E S S mess mess mess, um, <laughs> who I think have a chance to be pretty bad. Um, I have a general overall question for you. I've been kind of deep diving into some things, um, more so from the betting market. But in doing so, um, I have found at the bottom, uh, maybe outside of four or five teams 
of the National League specifically is absolutely awful. And I wanted yeah. to see if you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had this conversation with my uh, one of my I, 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 probably my most knowledgeable baseball friend. I uh, had that we had this conversation last Saturday okay. for like an hour. It wasn't like for five okay. minutes. It was like for, forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on the uh, yeah. We're I, I was I'm thinking to myself. Okay, you know, we were talking about this. This started with the Diamondbacks discussion. And I sure. wondered, are, you know, are, are we sure they're going to make the playoffs again? Then we decided, well, who's going to make it instead? Yeah. That's how all this started. And then we went through like yeah. seven teams and went, oh, my God, this isn't good. It's and, bad. You know, that, team's, that team's not going to be as good as it was last year. And, you know, you know, you know where's Cody Bellinger going to land? Or, you yep. know, the Cubs, are they going to, you know, score any runs? Are they going to get anybody out? And, uh, you know, they're going to catch the ball, but that's about yes, the only thing I, you know, very confident about the Cubs right now. So, yeah, it was a massive confusion, uh, our discussion on that. So I'm totally – we are totally with you. Uh, Sorry you didn't join us. It would have been been fun. Wild card picture. And I've gone back and forth on like three or four teams, and and I have no confidence in any of them whatsoever. I'll just give you one example. You know, I think Milwaukee can go from first to last in the Central Division. So – um, Agreed. You know, and I think they're going to continue they, to trade guys, too. Well, yeah, I'm confused at what they're doing, too, because, yeah. you know, yeah. they give you one signal that they're going to, you know, they're tanking or they're just going to, you know, they're not going to pay anybody. And then they pay, they pay Reese Hoskins and Gary Sanchez. I mean, what the yeah. hell? I'm, con- yeah. I'm, that, I'm baffled. I don't understand. I like Hoskins, actually, even though he's a former filthy. Um, but I, I, do too. I, I do, I do, I do too, it. but. It I doesn't make any sense of what they're doing. Yeah, and, you know, they should just, you know, if they're going to trade Adamas, just, you know, I don't know if they could get more for him now or at the trade deadline, but it doesn't seem yep. like he's going to be there. And there's a lot of teams yeah, we, that would like him, I'm sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if Williams becomes available here soon. Absolutely. As well. Yes. Yep. So, no doubt. Um, yeah, that, that's my case against the Diamondbacks not making the playoffs is I don't know who else there is. Um, exactly. My concern with them might be, is there a significant concern that Gallon's innings went up, up yeah. significantly last year, and then we have the the potential for an injury after the big innings bump? I think there should be, and also not only did his innings go up, I believe he ended up pitching like 240 if you count the playoffs, uh, yeah, somewhere in that correct. ballpark. Um, yep. you know, so that's, that's an increase. And also his, you know, his effectiveness, you know, not counting obviously the last start of the world series, but his effectiveness, sure. a lot of this, his second half numbers were not nearly as good as his first half numbers. And, uh, so okay. considering that, and then the injury history, uh, for the prior two years, uh, I think that's a legitimate major concern, but you know, once okay. again, if you're going to knock them out, you got to figure out who's going to be in instead. I actually think the Giants have a chance to be pretty good. You know, the Giants roster is still incomplete, I think. They're going to yes, add somebody at some strategical point if you know, Scott Boris ever. upgrade, though. Well, no doubt. I mean, like the biggest manager upgrade in the history of the sport. Uh, you know, pretty close to that. Uh, if somebody thinks yeah. I'm being crazy about that, they come up with a better one. You, you go from about, Gabe Kapler to Bob Melvin. Callaway to Buck Showalter. Yeah, you got a point there. Okay, so somebody <laughs> else come up with one. <laughs> so yeah, that, I appreciate it. Well. Always, Bob. Have a great weekend.
Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Good hearing from you. This was the reunion segment here with uh, uh, with the you know, callers and so forth. So that was great. All right, next segment. Uh, and once again, I promise we'll get to the Suns Mavericks from last night. Uh, the U of A and Washington State, a tremendous game, which ended at 11-22 last night. <laughs> I'm, I'm not dragging. I'm actually doing pretty well here so far. Get back to me in another two hours, but I'm doing okay right now. Uh, I turned my TV off at 11-22 and was probably asleep by like 11-24. <laughs> so I managed to drag myself into the other room and just kind of boom, and that was that. Uh, and then also ASU and Washington. That was one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen. Uh, and what would you expect? Because those are two not good teams. So we'll we'll get into that uh, those things a little more during the extra point hosted by Kayla from 11 to 1. All right, next segment national roundup. We'll wrap it up in today's Sports Zone. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Cap on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's National Roundup. All right, welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kempman on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. From the scoreboard, Zach Eady, 25 points last night. Uh, in, uh, Cameron, I'll get this right. Camden, excuse me, Camden Hyde or Heidi, depending on which network you believe in. I heard two different pronunciations on FS1 last night and on ESPN this morning. And I've watched Purdue play probably bits or pieces of like 15 games this year. And, uh, I've seen him some, but not much, but he was tremendous last night. He had a career high 18 points. I'm going to call him Camden because I'm pretty sure that's his first name. Uh, you know, whether it's Hyde or Heidi, uh, I'm not real sure. Uh, but we'll go with that for now. I'll try to uh, get a pronunciation guide for Purdue players before the next game. Uh, Camden had seven out of – he made all seven of his field goal attempts, including uh, you know four three-pointers in this game. And it was just a route from the start, basically. They had 51 points in the first half against Rutgers which is one of the best defensive teams metrically in college basketball. Quickly, some other things uh, from the head, ripped from the headlines from the wire. Uh, the Lions re-signed kicker Michael Badgley, uh, which would be interesting. I was a little surprised because if, if they actually had more confidence in Badgley, uh, Dan Campbell wouldn't have made a bunch of foolish fourth down decisions uh, during the season because he didn't have confidence in his kicker. Uh, meanwhile, in NBA, the Pistons' Isaiah Stewart suspended three games by the NBA for the pregame altercation, is what the NBA called it, with the Suns' Drew Eubanks a couple of weeks ago uh, before the All-Star break. Meanwhile, for Major League Baseball, the Mets' uh, starting pitcher Kodai Singa will begin the season on the injured list because of arm issues, plural, arm issues. Meanwhile, the Marlins signed uh, Tim Anderson to a one-year $5 million deal. Uh, Anderson, not exactly the most popular player in baseball. He had to settle for one year and $5 million, And I'm guessing, even though he is, I believe, from Alabama, he's from the South, uh, I'm guessing the Marlins were not his first team of choice. Meanwhile, the Pirates signed Mitch Keller to a five-year, $77 million contract, which seems really to be a bad idea, quite frankly. What, they're not bidding against anybody. 
And what has Mitch Keller done consistently to give him five years and $77 million for a franchise that is usually not willing to spend money? That was a bit confusing. Meanwhile, also, Ohio State and Northwestern will begin next season, or will play next season, I should say, at Wrigley Field. Now, that's uh, Wrigley Field is just uh, on the purple line and the red line down the uh, on the L in Chicago from Evanston to Wrigleyville. Very easy to get to. That's how I used to get to you know, where I lived in Chicago, uh, to Wrigleyville, the, the purple line and the red line. And I haven't done that for like 20-some years, and I'll, I still remember that because I did it a lot. And it was very fun most time, most of the time, unless there was a rain delay at Wrigley, which unfortunately happened more than occasionally. All right. In fact, the last game I ever attended at Wrigley was postponed, as it turned out, after like a three-hour rain delay, which seemed to be somewhat fitting in the end. All right, stay tuned. Next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla, including more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.